Hey everybody, it's Will back with another edition of Creators Outlet right here on the Yet Right Geekery Network. Got my man Pops Van Zant backstage just chilling and feeding his face. And uh, we're going to uh, give a quick shout out to our sponsor, SpinWiz Comics at spinwizcomics.com. It is a webcomic and indie comic discovery platform with a free downloadable on iOS or Android for the app. And lots of free comics to read. Here's a little bit more about it. And now, on with the program. My special guest tonight is Victor Dandridge. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? How are you, Mr. Uh, tr triple? <laughs> it's almost there. It's almost at, at 300%. Yeah. It, it, it's almost there. It's like he launched his Kickstarter this morning, and before he finished his first cup of coffee <laughs> and uh, and had a meeting with his uh, pint-sized... Uh, <laughs> My production manager? Yeah, your production manager. Yeah, uh, yeah. And... Uh, it was already funded. Just about, man. It was an uh, incredible thing to see happen. Um, I'm super humbled by it. But yeah, we launched our Kickstarter 9 o'clock this morning. And by 10.18, it was funded. So yeah, super awesome. Super duper awesome. And now it's way past funded. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Almost tiptoeing towards that 300% you know, percent mark. And uh, we still have 13 days to go. I wanted to do this one as a limited you know, quick starter as they call it. So it only runs 14 days. So everything that's, that's accrued thus far has all happened within um, not even 12 hours yet. So that's kind of, that's kind of crazy to me. That is awesome. Now you've done a whole, you, this isn't your first rodeo. No, no. In fact, uh, through my imprint vintage and house productions, uh, literally next week, I will be celebrating 10 years of self-publishing as a full-time self-publishing creator. So yeah, this is this has been some stuff happening in the works and, and the whole goal here is to expand the Vantage In-House universe. And how many issues is today's Kickstarter going? So the Trouble With Love is technically a one-shot. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the opening salvo of what I'm calling the Affinity Gauntlet Saga, um, which is uh, three short stories or three short series, I should say. So you've got The Trouble Club, which is a one-shot. Then you have Never Too Late, which is a four-parter. And then No Win, um, which I don't even know how long No Win is going to be yet. I haven't started writing that one. At least, like, uh, Never Too Late has been written. It's four four issues. Um, but it's going to be a huge platform piece um, to to kind of continue building the, the entire uh, Vantage in-house uh, storyline. But the thing with The Trouble with Love is it originally came out in 2012. So what we're doing is a re-release um, that actually has a new backup story, um, a totally different, uh, like full bleed production finish that I didn't know how to do before, and uh, we're expanding the the shared universe that all the books actually reside in. It's always good to expand. Always, always, you always. know. I knew, I knew, I heard four issues somewhere this morning. Yes, I wasn't, I wasn't sure whether it was the follow up story. Or this. So, yes. how many books have you produced 
thus far. So under Vantage In-House, we actually have five active titles now. There are six comics that we've totally produced and one uh, novella. So the five comics that we put out that are active our uh, Wonder Care Presents The Kindergartians that I do with Justin Castaneda. It's an all-ages friendly title. It's Muppet okay. Babies meets the Justice League. Um, we've got Origins Unknown uh, that I did with Jacob Newell, which is actually a, a series of anthologies um, where there's short stories that end in a, an abrupt cliffhanger, um, but all the stories feature a character that discovers like a hidden secret or heritage that gives them power and could change the fate of the world. Um, then we have The Trouble with Love, which kind of fits perfectly in the middle. I do that one with Harold Edge. Um, and again, this is a book that has been around for a while. We've slapped uh, some new you know, production value on it, and uh, we're going to continue it with Never Too Late, which Harold is coming back to do that, which I'm super excited for. And then, of course, there is uh, the Samaritan series that I did with Rin McKenzie. And uh, that one has uh, seven issues in it, which is phenomenal. There is an eighth one possibly in production. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm just going to hint that. For some people. Um, and then there is Old Crazy and 40 Ounces of Death, which I did with Brian Moss, um, which is a fun little love note to Quentin Tarantino and Sam Jackson movies. Oh, cool. So that, that would be the very adult version. Yes. The very, very language wise, all of it gets a little heavy. Um, but yeah, still a fun, fun series. But out of the five that I just listed, Wonder Care, Origins Unknown, The Trouble with Love, and The Samaritan are all in a shared universe. Um, the the old crazy kind of sits outside of that. It's its own little art house kind of piece. But um, but yeah, the shared universe that we're building is kind of fun, and it's been you know ten years in the making to really kind of show how all these things are connected. So, the book that you mentioned with Ren mm -hmm. that you're talking about a possible one more issue. Oh yes, the Samaritan. Are you are you going to put Ren to work and make him actually do sequential art <laughs> again? No, Ray can't stand to work with me because I, I write too many words. Um, no, what I, what <laughs> actually we're going to do? Ren is coming back to uh, do a special piece, a specific special cover because next year uh, we actually celebrate ten years of the Samaritan's first publication. So we're going to come back and we're going to do something special with that. But the eighth issue actually leads into a sequel series that features uh, almost a totally different cast. So we're going to expand from the Samaritan universe that we know and kind of build some more stories. But if you're a fan of Smith from the Samaritan, trust and believe he does show up uh, in other places. And uh, yeah, yeah, you will love where it goes. Nice. Now, tell us more about the one shot. Which which one? The you create stuff? Oh uh, no, the uh, the one shot from the. Kickstarter. Oh, the one shot. I thought you said workshop. I was about like, oh, well, I do workshops too. Okay, okay. So the one oh, we'll shot. Get into that next. <laughs> so the one shot with the trouble with love. The crazy thing about that one is it's a very personal story for me. Um, I wrote it. Uh, let's see. Well, let me say it like this. The idea, that phrase, the trouble with love is you can't punch it in the face, uh, first came to me in the year 2000. So I've been sitting on this for a long time before I ever put you know words to, to the page. Um, but I actually wrote it in early 2011. Um, it was the very first book that I wrote for, under the Vantage In-House imprint. And <clears throat> even though it was the first one that I wrote, it was the fourth one to come out uh, due to production time and things like that. Harold was also working on some other titles, so he couldn't just devote solely to The Trouble With Love. But when it came out, man, it was worth every moment of waiting. Um, but <clears throat> the whole thing is centered around a Superman analog character. I love Superman. Superman brought me into comics with the death. Um, were you a fan of the death of Superman? Did you like that series? I knew he wasn't going to die. 
Man, I was I was a child, so I didn't know. Like I just I literally thought they killed Superman. It was it was silly wow. of me, I know, but let's see. I was a teenager. <clears throat> okay, well, see, you had like a little bit more experience than me. You were you were more tuned to the world. You got it. Um but yeah, I so already, I was already working at a comic shop. So. Oh, oh, you were living the best life. Um, so with this story, uh, Apex Prime, who is our, our Superman analog, has a wife and a family, but then falls in love with someone else. And that's that's already like a difficult subject to, to deal with in, in any format, let alone comics. Um, and I kind of wanted to tell the story of looking at Superman from a standpoint of, is there something that he could do that we would question whether or not he could still be Superman? Like, we see, you know, video games and whatnot that have come out where he's killed people. He's taken over the world. But we still kind of look at him and go, but he's still Superman. He could still save the day. But is there something that is still kind of a societal no-no that we could play around with and see if he could come back from that. And infidelity is is definitely that thing. I think across the board, everybody, you know, if you if you've stepped outside, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, you're bad." Like no one's gonna be like, "Well, maybe," you know. So it was an interesting sort of challenge. Um, the hook of it, of course, is that his son comes back to him and dares to. Uh, demand an explanation for the choices that he made and why did he do this? And it becomes a very interesting sort of father-son conversation. Uh, kind of what I think if if Vader had taken the time to just talk to Luke a little bit, they might not have fought. Luke might not have lost his hand. If he just was like, hey, listen, I'm your dad. And the reason why I went to the dark side was I was trying to save your mom. Like, I think there could have been a lot of strife avoided if Vader just had a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then they, he could be ruling the world instead of dead now exactly see see how he did it wrong if he just talked about it first then it would have got their ducks in a row then ousted the emperor would have been fine but he's still the best joker so also true. <laughs> also true. yes yeah so this one i i wanted to write um because i had some some very personal things that happened and if you read the book i don't want to give it away but if you read the book at the very end i tell you where i fit within the context of this story and i've had people that have read it um, thought that I was one person, found out at the end that I was another person. And, you know, sometimes it changes their outlook on the book. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it makes them love it more. Sometimes it makes them, you know, love it less. Uh, but that's the beauty of, of telling a good story is it makes people feel things. And that's really what we want. Oh, 100%. And you said there, there's a new backup story in this? Yes. So the new backup story is called The Wonders with Love. And the fun part about that is I get to use this to set up two different uh, teams. So like I said, everything that we're doing now is to expand the Vantage in-house universe. And the, the Wonders with Love, the Wonders are a you know Fantastic Four-esque group of explorers. It's a family. Uh, they don't have any superpowers, though. So they're just really relying on their own excellence. And um, they kind of, you know, have these fun, wonky adventures that are, you know, kid friendly all over the place. You know, you're, we're talking extra dimensions, zombie ninjas, um, you know, hidden plots to kill the president, hidden in a book, all kinds of crazy good stuff. And we get to introduce them in, in that backup feature, The Wonders with Love. Um, and obviously they have, you know, an interaction with Apex Prime, who uh, comes to visit them. And this actually takes place within the pages of the book. I believe it's pages between pages 12 and 13. Um, there's a moment where uh, he sees a character, takes off flying, and we find out where he, he went is to visit the Wonders to kind of see if maybe something's up with his powers. Um, but the whole way that they actually have any sort of interaction is there's a super team that I've created called Safeguard. Uh, 
And the Wonders are part of it. Apex Prime is a part of it. And it is essentially Vantage In-House's, uh, you know, Justice League or Avengers type team. So I'm getting to introduce both of those ideas with this one backup feature. Well, as long as they're not the boys. No, 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 no. <laughs> Far from the boys. Although I do love that show. I'm not going to lie. It's crazy. Yeah, it's disturbing at times. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, very. The last episode with the thing around his neck, I yeah, that was upsetting. That was definitely upsetting. No spoiler. I won't say it. You know, I, I'm still wondering if I've ever seen Carl Urban in anything that, you know, I didn't really like. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing for me might have been, uh, the, was it Chronicles of Riddick? And I still liked it. It's just not my favorite. So, no, yeah. I love Carl Urban. He's yeah, awesome. It, it was just all right. Right. Like, that's, I mean, if that's if that's the worst he gets, that's pretty daggone good. I was really mad they, that that cop show he was on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they canceled it. I'm like, I go, yeah, oh, that was the best show on. Good stuff, man. Futuristic. Him and Mikey, Michael Ely, I think that was who was with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was dope. Hey, Lost in Comics, how you guys doing? Hey, they have a they have a show on Thursday nights over on uh, over on YouTube. Nice. They get all kinds of uh, great stuff in there. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love the ingenuity that people are, you know, still creating stuff, still putting content out there because uh, we need it, man. 2020 kind of sucks for a lot of folks. So I'm so glad you guys are maintaining the creativity. Oh, yeah, we got to we got to get all that stuff in. Oh, believe it. So speaking of spreading creativity, before we yes. get into more with you, I just want to bring on Pops for, for, a, for a hot minute. And he's going to Pops. Hey. hey, what's going on, guys? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Y'all got me and popcorn, man. <laughs> it's in the name. It's in the name. I love it. <laughs> so, CronCon's coming up again. Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know this weekend, CronCon with uh, Pete Vasquez and, and Phil Leon are doing the show this month. I'll be at my son's wedding. Congratulations on that. So, you know, appreciate that. I'm sure he does, too. He's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to remind everybody, you know, come on out. Uh, it's going to be broadcast in uh, Comics Related Madness and on uh, Comic Talk with Pops YouTube channel. And it's all over the Comic Related Madness group and we've been sharing it everywhere. So I'm, That's sure, awesome. you can, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. I dropped the link in the uh, private chat so Phil can drop it or so Will can drop it everywhere. Yeah, I, I I threw it up there, and in, in in our in our chat right now is the link for Victor's Kickstarter. Woot! Uh, a link for our sponsor, SpinWizComics.com, and the link that Pop just gave us for CromCon. Now, tell yeah, us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about CromCon. Well, we got uh, you know the usual the usual suspects. Some some people that show up all the time and. And then we got, you know, because I'm not going to be there, of course, we have the different uh, hosts for the uh, evening panels on Saturday and Sunday. Christy Shin's going to host Saturday night's panel. Uh, <laughs> Pete Vasquez is doing Pete's Pit for the pre-show on Friday night. Y'all don't want to miss that because Pete takes it all over the place, man. He's got cosplayers and 
and everything. Pete Pete does not he does not shirk in his position. I love it. You know? He likes to make sure he spreads the wealth out among the community. So he brings a lot of different things to the show. And uh, Bill Leon, he's going to do the the ending panel on Sunday night, which, hey, who knows where I'll be Sunday. I might make some appearances here and there. But I told him I would make a tuxedo appearance on Saturday, so... For the first time in my life, I'm gonna be duck suited, and I'm gonna let everybody see me looking how I look that hey, way. <laughs> how do I get in onto the next uh, event? I want to join in the next one. Oh, that's that's not a problem. Uh, we put up the we put up a Google Doc in the group, like on the tenth. Okay. Right on the tenth or so, and we announce it. We we let everybody know. Excellent. Um, you know, you get an option of. I think you put in your first three choices of time slots, and Pete figures it out. You know, he gets everybody in the. Nice. Time slot closest to what they're trying to get. It, you know, I mean, it was it was a new thing for signing up this time. Usually, I was just going, "Hit me up, first come, first serve," and I, I'd be sitting here for hours. Like I think last month, it's it filled up in like six wow. hours. I was here the whole time, and every time somebody would claim a spot, I'd be changing the event post. Right. I edited the event post so many times that Facebook killed the event post. <laughs> they had to figure out something else to do so that way they didn't get so in the we way went right? Google Doc. you know we there went with go. the google doc this there time you go. you know. <laughs> the thing you find out though as you do this you of find course out, you know you gotta you gotta learn the ropes as you play yeah you find out what works this is the seventh one and i felt i feel real confident in, in pete and phil that they'll do just fine nice you know so oh yeah so I'm going to go Prom, ahead and PromCon is a virtual Comic-Con on the Comic Book Madness page, and it is all indie comic book creators, right? Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't tell somebody from the mainstream they can't come hang out with us. <laughs> you know, I mean, we we have had some people, you know, Keith Williams, you know, we, we've had a lot of good Real serious old school people. I, I mean, we still Mike Barron still comes out every every Love month. It. Oh yeah, you know. So I mean, they might still they might be doing some indie stuff, but you know, I mean, I don't tell anybody they can't come out. And you know, I mean, there's some people maybe, but not most people. <laughs> okay? Most people are more than welcome to come out. Like ninety nine percent of you. There you go. You know? <laughs> all love. All love. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't I I don't care. I try to help everybody, you know, and unless That's they the get the correct reason not to, I do. And even then, sometimes you gotta reach out, be the bigger person, be like, I'll help you anyway for the I community. Tried that a couple times already. Keeps backwiring, man. I'm second, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> second chances don't always work. Man, but, that's the truth. You know, you do that, try. That's you why he was try. eating the popcorn. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's all good, man. Because, like I said, we got a full show. I I'm totally confident in the guys putting it together. Uh, I'll I'll make a cameo. I'll have some fun. But my you know my my focus this weekend is family. So hey, you there know. you go. Um, Victor, get with Pete Vasquez. Okay. Uh, or Christy Shin or Phil Leon. Okay. You could get in any of those late panels. You know, I mean, the the evening panels after nine o'clock, they they go oh they go wide open and they go late. Okay. All right. So Might have to try that. 
you're more than welcome to hit up one of the people setting them up and I'm just not doing it this month. I'm taking the month off. Bro. <laughs> Everybody deserves a break sometimes. That's it. I'm just, I just figured I'd come out and do a little quick promotion. You know, thanks, William. Appreciate you, brother. You know That's that. Awesome. Uh, we did we did pop this live into madness, and uh, we'll you know I'll share it out in a few other places before I check out. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Peace. Good stuff, man. Love the sure. community. Oh yeah. That page, that page is great. He uh, he actually uh, set us up with Mike Barron uh, the other week. Oh, nice! So I I I actually did an entire prose week. I had I had uh, Frank Gogol. Okay. On on Monday we had we pre taped a special interview announcement that will be uh, being aired in about a week. Nice, <laughs> nice. <clears throat> But uh, we had we also had uh, we had Mike Barron on. Mm -hmm. uh, I had uh, actor. Uh, oops, I don't care. There's two live shows at the same time. Shut up, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> You're sending me an email. There's two live shows at the same time. Too bad. <laughs> Mine's gotta give the people what they want. I've been going live at eight o'clock on Monday, Tuesday, Fridays for like three months now. Now you're deciding to tell me they need to take a back seat to me. Mine's more important. There you uh, go. See, um, now I forgot where I was. You were talking about who else? Uh... Oh yeah, uh, I had uh, we had uh, Rusty Gilligan on. Oh, okay, no Rusty. Rusty's good people. Um, I actually have a. Uh, when uh, Joe Snot was still with us, mm -hmm. he, he used to work with Bob Almond on the Inkwell Awards for the Inkers. And I actually, in one of their fundraisers, I actually won an original Joe Snot piece. Oh, that's awesome. Like his original Blue Line work. Wow. That was inked by Rusty and signed by both of them. Get out. That's a of, treasure. Of Loki. Oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Ru Rusty added some uh, some cool, uh, you know, Viking symbols in on the wall behind Loki. That's awesome. He's probably casting like some nasty stuff. On <laughs> the runes, man, always playing with the runes. Always. That's right. And you know, it's just you know, it just you know, I always have a lot of fun doing this. Of course, you know, of course. I've loved comics since 1974, and I get to talk to all kinds of comic book people. See, man, it's it, you're living the life. Living you the know? dream. So, who else did we talk to? Oh, we talked to uh, Frank, and good lord, I forget his last name now. He's uh, one of the uh, contributing editors over at Heavy Metal. Oh, that's cool. Um, and a whole bunch of, you know, he's done like a whole bunch of other stuff. He's got his own comic yeah. imprint and, uh, and everything else. That's fantastic. Pops, it was a pleasure meeting you too. Absolutely. Anytime, brother. Enjoy that popcorn. <laughs> you know, so, you know, we do a little bit of everything and, and some news now because, because you're an indie. Mm-hmm. I have to ask if you've heard about this new thing called IndieCrowdFund.com. No, what is that? 
Oh, this is something that you can use to either you can you can put a campaign in there to run it just like a crowdfunder. Right. Or you can put it in after your book's crowdfunded. And they've got, I think, 35 stores nationwide that love indie comics. Oh, that's cool. So you could put together deals, no gatekeepers behind the scenes with with stores one-on-one wow. on, one on one to ship a big old box. Yo, I love that. To stores. No, I love that. Especially because one of the things that I do um, through my imprint is I offer um, usually a flat rate, 50 to 60% off cover, like no quantity needed. Um, I know for the longest time, Diamond required, if you get anything close to that, there was a certain quantity of books that you always had to order. Um, but, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with like one of the best printers um, in, in the indie comics game, page by page, finishing or copies and finishing. And um, price point wise, you know, I'm able to offer a great deal to retailers that want to support what Vantage In-House is all about. So definitely might need to check that out. Yeah, they've, they've got a they've got a bunch of deals. Uh, they get a they get a great deal with the, a printer that they use. Um, they've got another phenomenal deal with uh, and I can't remember the name of the company right now. But they do like all those metal covers and prints. Oh, okay, nice. And like the the flake, the the glitter flake, and all that other stuff. Right. And they've also got like a a phenomenal deal with Gemini for the mailers. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's some good stuff. So, so definitely something to check out. Uh, I was bugging them this morning uh, after hearing your announcement. I had I had already you know messaged out. Uh, the couple that 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 do this like they used to they actually used to be retailers like years ago okay and uh his wife is actually a pro artist and does like you know lots of uh special indiegogo covers for nice. uh, dynamite so, okay okay and plus she's got she's got her own personal imprint and everything else oh that's awesome that's awesome so Something to check out. Now, let's talk about your workshops. Yes, yes, yes. So You Create Comics um, is a workshop series that I do. Uh, I go into schools and use comics to kind of boost educational value. I was, you know, a kid that didn't like to read as a child. Um, comic books changed all of that. So, you know, I feel like we should pay some of that forward. So I've created uh, some cool programming, uh, fun, you know, products, actual, like, practical products. So if you're an artist, um, you, you want to do, you know, more traditional style stuff, not digital. Uh, we've got, you know, great, great quality, but low cost items for you to use in order to make your comics. So uh, you create comics, the letter U C R E the number eight comics.com is our website. And uh, we've got some phenomenal stuff. Like uh, we've been working with uh, comic conventions throughout the company or the country, uh, wizard world, read pop, um, all over the place. Uh, we've worked with libraries, uh, literally all kinds of school systems. Um, you know, I mean, literally anybody that's open for educational value, that's what you create is all about. We're getting ready to move into more virtual presentations. Um, now that, you know, obviously COVID is happening. So we're offering, um, I believe it's going to be five projects that we are offering, uh, virtually that, uh, will come, you know, we'll send you supplies or there are things that you should ideally speaking have at the, at a classroom. Um, so, you know, if you are using your own supplies, obviously it's cheaper. 
but just things that we can do to keep kids interested in, uh, you know, learning, you know, reading comprehension, creative writing, literacy comprehensions, all those things. You know, we want them to flourish and uh, want to kind of enrich or empower learning. So that's that's really what it's all about. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I would ask you where you were when I was in school, but I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you weren't anywhere when I was in school. <laughs> no, no, I'm, a, I'm just a little bit younger than you. I'm, I'm older than most people think I am, but just a little bit younger than you. So, so yeah. And you're with with the children. You'll be getting older every day. Tell me about it, man. <laughs> My kiddos make me feel old all the time, all the time. I get that. I have a, I have a twelve-year-old daughter going on thirty-six. So yep, I know that life. I know. I know that life. Yep. She she was here last weekend, and uh, she she loves she loves doing art. She's you know like that age, so it's it's all about the anime. Of course, of course. You know, I tried to get her to watch Akira, and she's like, "Oh, I don't like this." <laughs> This isn't it for me. I don't love it. Like the eyes don't bug bug out, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's nothing like DBZ. I'm like, yeah. What do you think I'm watching it? <laughs> pow, 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 pow. You hit it right on the head. But one of the last things she said before she left was, uh, she was like, uh, Dad, why don't you have a girlfriend? <laughs> That's perfect. I'm like, well, it's not for the lack of trying. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just need someone that I can vibe on this level with. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. That's real. I go, she got to be a nerd and uh, look good, too. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Pops is absolutely right. In fact, that's one of the big reasons why You Create Comics exists is to really kind of like bring up the next generation of comic fans. My, my motto is kids who make comics uh, read comics and kids who read comics can read anything. So... The whole goal here is to, you know, get them involved in on the creative process, which in turn will funnel them to, you know, reading more comics and then reading everything that they can. So, yeah, I'm trying to build the next generation of readers. That is that is definitely a goal. That's that's the best way to do it. Why don't you send me the uh, the link for that in the private in the private chat? Yeah, sure. And uh, I'll get I'll get it up on the I'll get it up in the the open chat to. Uh, Everywhere we are. There you go. Not a problem. Now you said the death of Superman got you into comics when you were a when you were a wee lad. Yes, yes. Um, it was one of those things where you know because I was such a pop cultural kid, I didn't like to read, but I love pop culture, love the movies, things like that. So when you announce on the news that Superman is going to die, I'm like, I want to read that. Like, how do you kill Superman? And my mom, she heard me say this and comes, you know, stomping out of the kitchen. She's like, what was that? What'd you say? And I'm like, I want to read that. And literally the next day, she buys me a stack of comics. None of them were the death of Superman. I didn't know how release dates worked. But, you know, she gave me a stack of comics and I've been hooked ever since. And Superman is still your favorite comic book character? No, <laughs> he's not my favorite. He's, he's one of, you know, the tip tops, but he's not my favorite. My favorite is Black Bolt, King of the Inhumans. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, love Black Bolt. My dad turned me on the Black Bolt. It was one of those things where, like, after I got into comics and found out that, like, my dad is a huge comic nerd. And I'm like, where, where did this information come from? I didn't know any of this. Uh, literally, one time, it was uh, my brother and I were playing 
Um, we were, you know, after the death of Superman, we got into, you know, the X-Men real heavy. They had the cartoon and all that. And I love Gambit. My brother loved uh, Wolverine. So we're sitting there playing. And uh, my dad's like, can I play with you? And we're like, well, we only have these two. He's like, no, that's fine. And so we're playing. And all of a sudden, he busts out like a, a Black Bolt figure. In fact, it's very similar to this one. And uh, he's like, it's Black Bolt. We're like, who is this guy? Like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, well... He's super strong. He can fly. He can change the molecular structure of stuff. And really, the biggest power that he has is his scream is so loud. I'm like, oh, like Banshee? He's like, no. His scream is so loud, he can't talk at all. If he whispers, he'll destroy everything around him. And I'm like, this is the coolest character of all time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I became an instant Black Bolt fan um, from that point on. And, uh, you know, you got works like, um, you know, Paul Jenkins's Inhuman series, um, Earth X have huge showcases of how powerful, wise, and cool Black Bolt is. And I've just been, I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I love the Inhumans. Yes, yes. And I, I was sad that they did such a crappy job on that TV show. That show never came out. I refuse to believe or acknowledge it, its existence at all. Oh, oh kind of like the Star Wars prequels. Wait, what? The what? See? Huh? See? <laughs> God, did we just become best friends? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. So, um, what are some of the books that you might read now? Um, okay, so I do a video review show called Black, White, and Red All Over. So at my home shop, uh, Comic Town, um, every week we go and we read the uh, some of the new releases and do a spoiler-free uh, review of what's coming out. So I'm reading all over the place. Um, it's easier for me to say instead of titles to tell you which imprints I'm loving. Um, and that would definitely be like Aftershock, Boom Studios, uh, Behemoth is killing it. Vault is killing it. Um, I am enjoying some things from Marvel and DC. Absolutely. Um, Image is definitely, you know, a, a hub for me. I, I love most things, Robert Kirkman. Um, but the person that I swoon over the most is, is Mark Miller. Um, I love his work have for, for ages. He's my friend. He's a mentor of mine. And, uh, you know, I've learned so much by watching what he does in the game as well as talking to him and, and learning more about what to do in the game. But, uh, but yeah, across the board, I just love comics. As long as comics are good, I'm gonna read it. You know, that's the thing. So it's not even like any particular title titles can change. They can, you know, be good one, one month or two kind of fall off. Um, but I just like great comics. Yeah, good good stories, which the big two seem to uh, be severely lacking in these last few years. They are they are at odds with what means a good story. I think. Yeah, they're. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been liking a lot of stuff from from Scout. Yeah, Scout's a great one. Yeah. Um, Source Point Press, I got to give them some love too. Oh, Source Point Press has got some great stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, AWA. Oh my God, dude! They came out of the they came out of nowhere and just kicked people in the face. Like that, their whole product line, the Upstart series, all of that, genius. It's it's great. We were we were like we were so heavy on them when they when they came out that. Uh, I, I built an AWA fans page here on Facebook. Nice, nice. You know, I love that. And I actually tried to get them to do a let us do an AWA podcast with them. They're like, eh, 
I don't think forty or fifty thousand people is enough. <laughs> give it time. Give it time. I think they got like most of the time when you have something like that, they've got something in the works already, and they can't quite tell you what it is. Uh, but give it time. Give it time. So they didn't do that with us, but friends of ours, lost in comics, mm. have had basically every creator from AWA on there, including the big brain behind Upshot. Wow, wow, wow. They had they had Mike Diodato Jr. on the other week. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's awesome, though. You know, so, you know, and uh, the guy that I like listening to talk to on, on podcasts the most, uh, John Lees. Oh, nice. Very nice. Because I can understand everything he's saying, but half the audience is... What? What? Head scratch, head scratch. You know, so... What else geek are you into right now? Um, I mean, almost everything. I, I was never a tabletop gamer. Um, I'm learning that now. I'm playing a game uh, called Esper Genesis, uh, which is on the Back in the Deck uh, 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 channel on Twitch. Um, I got brought on to, to do that. So I'm trying my hand at that. Um, I'm getting into more video game stuff. I'm actually currently playing uh, the new Avengers game. Uh, I got turned on back to it through the Spider-Man game that came out, the PS4 Spider-Man, and loved all of that. So anything that's like really world immersive, I like playing around, walking around, exploring as much as I can. I got to go check out the the Arkham Knight series because I understand it, that's very similar. So I'm ready to. Oh to yeah, jump it's on. great. And uh, I'm I am excited to go to somebody's house that will buy a PS5 because that. <laughs> Because that won't be me. <laughs> I understand to, to play the to play the new uh, Arkham Knights game that they showed, yeah, yeah. where uh, someone is supposedly dead, but the uh, the four remaining Bat soldiers are uh, right fighting, fighting the Court of Owls, mm -hmm. and that game just looks it looks crazy. tremendous, and and it's it's you can you can actually play uh, four person co op. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. So the whole that, bat family jumping off yeah, the dollar. So that's just crazy. But um, so you're into just about anything. Yeah, man. I mean, when you when you call yourself the hardest working man in comics, you got to be open to all kinds of stuff, right? So I mean, in addition to you know hosting workshops, writing books, um, you know, learning tabletop gaming, getting back into video gaming, I also do celebrity moderating for different panels. So Wizard World, Read Pop, you know, all kinds of folks. I've done panels for um, and continue to do so as they've moved on to a virtual platform. So, you know, uh, the other week I did a Fresh Prince Bel-Air panel with some of the cast members. Um, I've worked with True Blood members, like all kinds of fun stuff. So I'm like literally all over the place when it comes to my geek. Um, I think the only thing that I'm not like super up on yet are toys. And I think most of that is just because I don't know where I would put them. You know, I've got a three-year-old, so it's really hard to have fancy toys with a three-year-old around because that's she she destroy everything. That just means you need to build shelves. Like she's a climber. Ceiling. She's a climber. Let me just let me just acknowledge that right now. So I gotta wait like two years where I can seriously be like, okay, don't touch these, or daddy will just get you your own set of toys that you can play with. That will probably be the case. I was lucky with my daughter. Um I taught her at the starting at the age of, I think, two, mm -hmm. 
that some toys are to open and play with, and others were collector's items. Nice, nice, nice. So somewhere she still I I bought her when her favorite movie when she was a baby baby mm -hmm. was uh Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh nice. And when she started talking, I'm like, You want you wanna watch TV? She's like, Daddy, I wanna watch Hi Ho Dopey White. <laughs> Cute, cute, so I put, cute, cute. So I bought her this big collector's box of of Snow White. So it's got Snow White, Prince Charming, the horse, the seven dwarfs, and a I bunch of it. like the little animals. Yeah. And it is still sealed because she knew. She knew. I go, That's awesome. I go, goes, Daddy, can you buy me more Snow White toys <laughs> that I can play with? That, I mean, you know. And I walked into my local comic shop and he had collected the entire uh, Snow White Happy Meal set. Wow. So that I said, how much? He's like, for your daughter? I'm like, it's not for me. <laughs> it could have been. You don't, you don't know your life. You know, it's He's all like, good. Just give it to her. Tell it's from us. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I said, hey. So I think you can play with. Santa Claus stopped by work, and he said he found these extra Snow White toys. Nice, nice. So every, every three seconds, she was having me take the the plastic casing <laughs> off off the off the ugly old witch, right? So she could flip, flip the body around to make it the queen again. I love it. I love it. So it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That is. And awesome. now she's twelve, and all she, you know. Have you seen my iPad? <laughs> yeah, my, my three-year-old, we play uh, PJ Mask right now. That's a big one. So she's got the PJ Mask headquarters, and uh, her favorite is Gecko. Um, so sometimes I'm Catboy, sometimes I'm Owlette. It just depends on what she designates. She's like the DM of the, the PJ Mask game, so it works out. My daughter is knee-deep into uh, Minecraft. Oh, okay, okay. And then she gets, she gets very mad at me because... I go, what are you doing? And she'll text me back and goes, I'm playing Minecraft. Go, oh. <laughs> and I and I, I text her back and go, oh, Minecraft. Oh, 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 oh. She gets so mad. She play she plays that in Roblox. She goes, why don't you try playing Roblox with me? I go, what do you do with this fool thing? She goes, well, you have to make a game yourself. I'm like, it's like digital Legos. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What are you, you going to do? I go, because I play. Uh, I play Neverwinter Online. Okay. Because, you know, it's D&D based and it's, right. and well, it's free. Sure. And, you know, I only play a game if it goes under $10 or it's free. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's the way it's got to be, man. And, um, you know, I, you know, you, you can't afford to buy video games once, once your kid gets to be 10, 12 years old. Oh man, it gets tricky. It definitely gets tricky. You know, one video game will feed him for a half a day. So man, that's you know, true. <laughs> you know, so I've got I've got teenage boys, so I definitely know that life. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the new happenings with DC with the whole HBO Max? So, I think uh, the integration, while a little slow, could be really good. Um, I think it's just a matter of of figuring out what they want. To do, you know, I've always said though that if I had my druthers, um, 
Marvel and DC would take a very different stance than they do now, um, where they would be about building readership within the comic industry, where DC, based on the, the you know, design style iconography of their characters, are aimed at, at readers, um, I think, approximately age three to, we'll say, 10 years old. And then Marvel, because their characters you know, live within the gray spectrum sometimes that, you know, there's a little bit muddy in terms of the good and bad. Um, they can go from ages uh, 10 to 18 um, and be that intermediate spot. Um, and then the indies, of course, we can create whatever we want, but that's what I would have wanted, you know, to have happen. Um, but I don't know if there's anybody in control that's really aiming to do such a thing, but um, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm hoping that the big push of it all actually helps uh, the industry evolve in a, in a proper way where we're getting more of an experiential shopping, you know, kind of set up um, looking for some more, you know, interesting things to happen. Um, I'm always open to change. So as long as it's good change, then I'm open for it. Oh, most definitely. There was a, uh, there was a great article in <laughs> uh, where uh, they talked to uh, Punisher creator, Jerry Conway. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. And he was like, Cancel every existing superhero comic. <laughs> I mean, and, and to a degree, he's it's kind of what I'm saying. It's an mm -hmm. extreme version of what I'm saying, but I can't say that he's 100% wrong, man. I think that uh, when you get into the super continuity heavy stuff, um, it becomes self-referential and it does become harder for kids to get into. But at the same time, though, like it was definitely like that when I got into comics and I was able to get in just fine. So I don't want to make it sound like it's impossible. Um, I think, you know, it takes a bit more focus and maybe that's a little harder for kids today. But that's not something we should get rid of. I think uh, a lot of the publishers should go um, and and follow to some extent the uh, the model that uh, Ross Ritchie does over at Boom. Mm, mm. Where that's a good one. Where he's got the 100% boom imprint for the kids, which is right. kaboom which is, great. is great. Yeah, kaboom, kaboom is awesome, and mm -hmm. they they uh, they reprint a lot of the old and and super kid friendly like Spider-Man, Hulk, mm -hmm. like the superhero squad kind of stuff for you know readers like you know three to seven or eight, you know something yeah. like that, and then they have their regular line of comics, which are pretty much for the most part, all ages. Um, I mean, yeah, like Kaboom, Kaboom is really great for the way that they have spread things around. Obviously Boom Studios has a mix of things like um, something's killing the kids or something's killing the children um, is a great read, but definitely skews older. Um, oh, so yeah. they've got like the, the full range of things. I think the biggest thing that publishers need to do is set up more initiatives to go find the kids where they are. Um, right now, I think that's one of the biggest failings of the comic industry is we're feeding into the same channels, but the channels don't function the same way that they used to. Um, comic shops are fantastic. I love comic shops, but they don't function in the way that they used to, whereas kids can get their, their materials from other places in far more dedicated streams. You know, It used to be where a comic shop, you were guaranteed to get a particular issue because if you went to a newsstand, there was no guarantee that you were going to get the, the book you were looking for. Um, now, because you can order something online, Comic shops got to create a new platform. They got to do something else. And uh, as much as I, I hate to see brick and mortars go away, I think we are going to need to see them um, move away from strictly being in their stores to going to schools or going to you know libraries and setting up stuff. Or as I've done since uh, 2006, 
lining up opening uh, opening weekend at a movie theater. I mean, obviously, COVID in 2020 be you know be different. But um, when a comic book movie comes out, comic shops should be going to the movie theaters because millions of people are going to see these movies, but not millions of people are, are going to the comic shop. So go to where they are. There's nothing wrong with that. Chase them down, kick them, knock them down, and put books in their face because that's the best way that you're going to get new readers. It would be great if it wasn't for the fact that a lot of comic shops are mom and pop with like, you know, you know, one one guy or, you know, a husband and wife working the shop themselves. With, See, we know their employees. The thing the thing that makes that uh, a misstep on their part is very similar to what I've had to teach people when I do conventions. Right. So I do um, or I did lots and lots of conventions um, through my career. And when you're in the conventions, you know, spectrum, one of the things that you obviously get open to are doing panels. And I would have people all the time to say, well, I can't do a panel because I don't have anyone watching my table. And the thing is, it's a, it's a mentality, right? So yes, there, there might be hundreds, there might be thousands of people that are walking through a convention floor. And your aim is to try to get a percentage of that. Anytime somebody walks through your table or walks by your table. Um, the thing is, is that when you do a panel though, you're talking about a dedicated stream of people that are there to listen to you for you know 40 minutes, right? That could be 10, 15, 20 to 100 people that you have as a dedicated audience. So the people that they might miss by not being at their store, they will more than make up for with the audience that's going to a movie theater. Because you think about a movie theater, like a big chain movie theater, their, their screens are at least, what, 100 to 400 people deep? And they run those oh, every easy. two, three hours. You're not getting you're not getting that kind of traffic at your store. If you were, comics would be selling way bigger than they are now. So take that risk of not being at the store and go to where the people are. Because I'm I'm sure those customers that you normally would see at your store are definitely going to the movie theater that opening weekend. So take advantage of it. That's the smart way to do it. Like you get your your dedicated customer base as well as bring in brand new ones. And I mean, how cool would it be where if somebody's like, yo, I'm not going to be at the shop. I'm going to be at the movie theater. Come see me down there. Everybody's going. It's a whole party. It's good times. If you have enough stock to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you got to have the stock. Got to have the stock. It's it's tough nowadays, though, because you don't want to get stuck sitting on, you know, 40 copies of the book that's supposed to be hot. And then like, oh, it's not. That book is hot, but only this cover, the XYZ. See, that's that's exactly why you got to go to the, the outside parties, because you figure your laymen that are at a movie theater, they don't know that. They're not interested in a one particular cover versus another one. Most of them don't even know that there are variant covers. So you literally could move your stock better because you're appealing to a totally different clientele. I'm telling you, like, that's the future. That's the one where you start going after people that you don't normally do business with, and it changes everything. Yeah, because you can get, you can get like, the, the younger kids that are going to it who want something tangible in their hands. Absolutely. To do, Absolutely. What, to do with the movie. Absolutely. The, the, old, the older teenagers and the parents? I don't know, man. I, I'll be honest. Like I said, as an indie publisher... I don't have a movie out yet, yet. But any, like, literally since why not? I know, right? I'm still working on. It. I'm still working on building. Um, but no, like since uh, Superman Returns came out, um, myself, uh, Ren, 
Mike Watson, my whole crew locally, we'll go to a movie theater and we'll sell our work because the thing is that we're we're getting the the applied effect. People are there for a superhero movie. They're there for comic related materials. If we have that, whether it's directly associated with the movie they're seeing or not, they buy. I tell you that one of the biggest things that we ever did, we actually had a mini convention. Shout out to uh, uh, Sherry, um, who who always brings us uh, uh, to her theater at Grove City. Um, we had a mini convention when uh, Into the Spider-Verse came out. We literally set up like video games where kids could play the PS4 Spider-Man game. We sold prints. We sold comics. I made custom uh, hoodies. Those sold. It was insane. We had all kinds of sales but none of us had, you know, Spider-Man comic books that we weren't moving Spider-Man comic books. We were selling our any stuff and people were hand over fist money, man, hand over fist. I'm telling you in that platform, in that space, people just want stuff. And in any shop that does it, I guarantee, I guarantee you will see a uptick in your customer base for sure. Jim, you just have to get the theaters back open. Yeah, that's the hard part right now. Yeah, definitely get them back open. You know, you got to get them back open. And uh, I think the majority of theaters are are owned by that that nasty mouse with the two amusement parks. Right now, now there's a there's a lot of uh, push and pull with the with the movie side of things, but we'll see how it all comes out. Yeah, you know, maybe by the end of 2025. Oh man, oh man, I hope not. I don't want to wait that long till I get a new movie. And they just they just keep pushing everything back. Uh, there's there's been lots there's been lots of cancellations. Uh, Supergirl is canceled on the CW. Yeah, this can be the last season for that one. Um, but they are making it a lot longer than a normal season. Right. So this is doing, a nice send off. They're doing a whole bunch of extra things, but uh, she just she just gave birth to Super Baby during she did. during during COVID. So. It's, you know, she wants to stay home and, you know, spend more time with the baby. Of course, of course. Um, But the following year, they're filming, they're already in pre-production, but they're going to have the new the new version of Lois and Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some light rumors floating around that uh, Mr. Smallville himself, <laughs> if interested, has an open-ended invitation to make guest appearances on the show right. whenever, whenever he likes. Uh, you do mean Tom, right? You're talking Tom? Oh, yeah. Tom, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Tom uh, is good people. Um, and she, uh, Melissa, will be doing uh, guest appearances mm-hmm. probably like once a year, uh, most likely in the crossovers. Right. Um, and there's a, there's a few other shows that are uh, on the chopping block for the year after this, Sad, sadly, one of those is uh, Black Lightning because I thought that show was oh, great. Man, that was a great show. It was a great show. You know, I thought I thought it was great because you know I got I got a mitt full of number ones from when I was a kid. So <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fun show. Super dynamic. Um, I, I definitely wanted it to be integrated into the the overall Arrowverse a little bit more, but I mean, it's done really well on its own. I can't even lie. The the crossover part was great, right? Um, the crossover with uh, DCU Flash and TV right. Flash that was fun. That the was only, very fun. The only thing bad about that is that I still think DCU Flash is kind of crappy. I'm not I mean, a, I'm not a fan of the actor. I'm like, okay. and not 
I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if he's a Jack Nicholson where he doesn't act as much as he does memorize lines and just repeat them back. <laughs> uh, you know, who know, who knows? Right. You know, I don't hate him. There's there's a lot of stuff that I that I thought was cool, like when when Bruce found him and stuff. Right. But uh, <coughs> me. Um, but I do know that uh, they sold. Sold is a loose term. They sold they sold the rights to Star Girl to the CW. Mm-hmm. So the CW now owns that, but it means they also now own. Jeff Johns and his whole production crew because they're not leaving the show. That's true. That's true. Um, but Titans, which I thought last season was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and uh, Doom Patrol, which is hilarious, uh, all moved over to Max. Right. So their their new model is going to be there. Uh, DC Universe app is going to be a reader. Kaput as we know it. Yeah. And they're just going to relaunch it as just like Marvel Unlimited, but you know, the way it's been because they added like close to like 300,000 books. Oh, yeah, it's and, been a like, lot in like the last year or so. So, you know, if it's great for, for that, I think that, you know, them and Marvel should just get together with Amazon and put those all in one. No, there's too many. There's too many uh, hands in the pie right there. Everybody wants their piece. Oh no, they don't want their piece. They want all of it. They want their pie. They want their yeah. pie. They want the entire pie. That's what it is. <laughs> like getting the rights to put uh, 66 Batman out on uh, release. Right. Yeah, Everybody's got to get paid. They they both wanted the money, but they wanted the entire share. That's right. Um, I know that they are planning a Batman TV series mm-hmm. for Max, and it's going to be based around the Robert Pattinson Batman, like right. a year one, like right. a year one thing. Let's focus on uh, the police, the uh, GCPD. Yep. Yep. A- and uh, they are also doing, which I can't wait for, and please don't be anything like the movie, the, uh, Green Lantern. Right. Although, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be coming back to play GL in uh, the Snyder Cut. So we'll see how that goes. As long as it doesn't look like he did in the movie. <laughs> uh, our effects are better now. So, yeah, there's that. Right. And, you know, and there's a whole there's a whole bunch of other stuff where they were talking about a possible crossover between uh, a Superman CW TV show mm-hmm. and the Green Lantern TV show on Max. Right. Because as we all know, at the end of Crisis, we saw John Diggle. Uh, yeah. John Diggle Stewart. That's right. Uh, open up the ring. box with the green ring. So, you know, he is supposed to guest star a whole bunch. Him him and his wife are supposed to guest star like a handful of times. Okay. Uh, through the seasons in the, uh, in the new Lois and Clark. Nice. Show where he will be John Stewart Green Lantern. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you know that that will be awesome. Is there oh, anything yeah. coming out that you're excited about checking out or getting your hands on? Um, definitely Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, 
Anthony and Sebastian are guys that I've worked with before. So I'm really like, um, I'm friendly with, with both, with both of them, obviously, but I'm really interested to see what their dynamic is um, because, you know, they were antagonistic in the, in the MCU so far. So to see them paired together, I really want to check that out and see what it's like, um, see what kind of buddy cop action we get. Um, let's see anything else. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, it's kind of cliche to say it, but I really want a justice league reunion um, of the animated series. Um, having worked with a ton of the the voice actors um, of that show, and I know how much they want to do it. I really, really want to do it. Justice League is one of my favorite cartoons, especially Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, the whole nine. I adore that entire, you know, Bruce Tim verse, and it's brilliant. And especially, you know, while we still have, you know, Conroy and Susan and, and uh, George, I mean, even if Tim Daly wants to come back, I would let Tim do it in a heartbeat. Um, but while we still have those guys in their prime, let's get let's bring back some more Justice League because it was a phenomenal show. Uh, I did hear that uh, they're looking at a possible. They were hinting during the first fan, fan, DC fandom about a possible live action Static Shock movie. I did see that. Uh, they talked about that with the uh, Milestone Comics uh, relaunch, and yep. uh, said that that was something that's on the horizon. That's cool. That's cool. I'm not. I'm not a huge milestone fan. So, I I loved the Static Shock ca- cartoon. I thought, okay. it was, I thought it was it was cool. And the actor that did his voice has so done. Far, he's done everything. Yes, yes. John Stewart to Samurai Jack. Man, Phil Lamar is everything. You know. So it's like anybody in a cartoon in the last forty years. Uh, you know, was either him or the cast of Next Generation. That's right. That's right. You know, so it's it's just just crazy. I get, I met him, I think about six seven years ago in Boston. Nice. nice. And Phil is one of the few that I have not worked with. Phil and Carlumbi, I haven't worked with. There's like, oh, I mean, there's one more. Who's the voice of Shaira? I have not worked with her. I do know that. So. But almost everyone else I've worked with. I can't remember right off the top of my head. Got you. Got you. But, yeah, look at you over here, Mr. Hollywood Reporter. (laughs) It is what I got to do, man. It's what I got to do. You know, conventions open back up. I'm going to be in your inbox. I'm like, oh, you know, you think you can. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I mean, that's just one of the benefits of of working hard like I do. There's a – there's – there's a group of 10 stores, mm-hmm. uh, comic shops, and uh, JJ from Arizona and uh, Jen King, and I think she's in either Midwest or New York. I can't mm-hmm. remember where she is right now. Um, they're the two brainchilds that came together, and they formed the copying, the comic book shopping network. Oh, that's cool. And there's 10 stores, and they have nonstop shows. Wow. All, all day, all night, because there's 10 stores. Right. So they each have, like, their block, and they fill their block, like, every day or night, and they're just going and going and going. Like auction style? That's um, cool. So, you know, back it back issues. Right. Uh, Jen King's store is huge on indie stuff. Just that's saying. awesome. That's awesome. Just saying. Good to know. Uh, Good to know. know. You know, so it's 
They also just struck a deal with Scout. Okay. A couple months ago, uh, where because they did a they he did a JJ did a uh, a show with Scout and had some of the uh, some of the bosses from Scout and a bunch of the talent there. Uh, they sold out of I think he said like eight hundred issues of Scout comics. Oh wow! For like this special Scout show. That's that's dope. And and like an hour and forty five minutes. Get out! That's all, go, all gone. They they have a deal. Every store in that network uh, gets all uh, comic book shopping network alternate cover for every new number one that Scout puts out. Dude, that's amazing! That's amazing. You know, so it. I'm like, that's cool. And a friend of mine who's Retired Navy, right? Ooh, chief, uh, he retired from the Navy to take a uh, civilian job with the Coast Guard. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so he only kind of retired, only kind of. Well, you know, he's got a family, he's still got a family, right, kids, right. you know, <laughs> you know, but you know, on the plus side, he was stationed at Pearl, so he retired in Hawaii. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. I would Coast Guard there too. Rotten, rotten bugger. Uh, <laughs> So he was the one because I, I knew JJ from podcasts that we've both been on before. And I interviewed him when the scout thing came up. And uh, he was he was telling me, you know, about a, a, a thing he does where he'll let anybody fill a short box of comics, like an actual half box. Yeah. He goes, you pay for whatever books you buy, you pay for them, you know, that day. Right. You know, you pay as you go, and when the box is full, he'll whack you with a fourteen dollar and ninety five cent shipping charge wow. and ship a whole short box of comics. And you're like, Ugh. that's not bad at all. You that's know, so and you know they all all those. I've seen uh, JJ, Jen, and I've I've seen like three or four of the stores that uh in that whole network that uh that are supporting the in the indie networks. You that's know? awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's, together. It's it's even cooler when I see people that I've interviewed, which is apparently not as many people as you've interviewed. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not bad. Thing. Not a bad thing. Who's counting? <laughs> well, this is this is show forty five, and I've only been at it for like uh, four months. So, oh yeah, that's, that's solid. Oh, you got great numbers. That's not bad. Yeah, no, not at all. But I mean, when I when I see people that I've interviewed, and then I see somebody running, you know, an online sale, right, pushing their, you know, one in fifty covers. That's awesome. Up, oh, only have four. Right. You know, well, that's 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 super dope. Actually, I think that's one of the cool things is when you realize like how small the industry actually is. Um, even the highest guy, you're really only two, three people away from knowing them. So that's, that's. Oh yeah. And I, I think that is a model that a lot of stores should do. They should mm -hmm. do, they should, you know, at least, you know, one or two nights a week after, you know, after the store is closed, they need to go live, you know, ex expand their, you know, social media presence. Right. Instagram, show what they got, man. You got it. You got to show it. And, you know, and, you know, 
go live on Facebook and, you know, sell up, you know, overstock of, you know, this week's books, current books, back issues, some nice, wall, you know, some nice wall books, slabs, whatever to, cause you know, today's, today's fan base, even for comics, as much as I love going to the comic book store, Hint, hint, my LCS. Where's the <laughs> handicap ramp? Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta do that. You gotta make things um, super accessible, you know. But that's the thing, man. I, like I said, I think you know we've got to see comic shops change up how they function um, by changing things to not just being that they are the middleman for product, but they're creating an experience that makes it why I want to go to your spot, you know. Um, in, the, in the same way that, you know, there's a reason why you go to McDonald's versus Wendy's versus Burger King. There's something, you know, that you are aiming for in that brand. And all these comic shops need to start creating brand versus just hawking other people's, you know, materials. I think that's the thing that uh, they got to get away from because that's not really going to benefit them in the long run. Um, okay. I think we really saw that when Diamond shut down and no one could get any books. So that was definitely, you know, kind of kind of crazy and i think again it's going to instigate the change that we want to see in the industry so fingers crossed that that's exactly the way this goes yeah well good we got some we got some thoughts on that we just like what up you still have a kickstarter oh yes 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 actually i just checked and uh i'm, I'm calling it the marvelous mark right now uh seemingly at the end of day one we're at 2099 um which is crazy so uh with a yeah, 76 backers. Uh, we're dollar shy of, of crossing over into 300% funded, um, which is is insane to me. Like, I can't believe it. I'm so lucky. Um, I'm so thankful for everyone that has uh, contributed already. Um, at $2,200, we've got another uh, stretch goal that we're going to put out. And what's funny is for quick starters, I was told, like, you really don't want to have stretch goals. But we started moving so, you know, so well that I decided that we're going to throw in some. So there's always already been uh, two stretch goals. One of them is a sketch cover that I'm going to do. Um, as much as I hate drawing, I do have a background in art. Um, so I'm going to do one and everyone gets a digital, um, it's a digital copy of the sketch cover that I do. And one backer is going to get uh, uh, my sketch cover as a free, free uh, add-on. Um, we just gave uh, away at $1,600 a, a preview, a four-page preview of a new series that I have with Seth DeMoose, uh, who does Floppy Cop, um, also from uh, 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 SourcePoint. And uh, that's a great book. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to Dan Dougherty, uh, who also worked on that one. Uh, but we've got this book called Wonders of the Weird and Beyond, and everyone just got a digital preview of the uh, first chapter of that. Um, and then, yeah, at, at 2,200 pages, there's a, uh, or $2,200, there's a uh, script book that I'm going to print um, that's, that everyone's going to get a copy of. So super excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. So we're looking at one of the covers right here. Yes. Yes, indeed. That is the newsstand cover. Uh, the original printing, uh, original design uh, is drawn by Harold Edge, color, covered by colored by Jeff Bauke, um, great friend of mine. And, uh, you know, it really kind of hits home the the shattered family idea, um, you know, a hero broken apart. Uh, you see the shatters right over his heart. So, you know, that it's really testing him in terms of, you know, how he feels about this. And uh, there's, there's a lot of drama in this uh, beautiful one shot. 
in a phase one timeline. Yes, yes. If you want to know exactly how to read the Vantage in-house titles, uh, that is literally the way to read them. Origins Unknown, The Samaritan, The Trouble with Love kind of fits kind of in that middle spot. And then we have Wonder Care. And that's why The Trouble with Love is the series that we're branching off from because it kind of gives us the most access points to move forward and backwards with the new VIP multiverse timeline. So that was why we wanted to show that is really show like, you know, this is a place where you can go forwards and backwards and everything kind of, you know, branches from here. And I want to read Wonder Care because man, I love the Muppet Babies. Oh my God. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> adore it. Um, shout out to Justin. We actually just, he just sent me the cover to issue seven um, so that will be the second book that we uh, knock out this year. Uh, but we've got, uh, uh, was it a full trade paperback? Uh, we did an online series. If you go to wondercareafterschool.tumblr.com, um, you can actually read free uh, comic strips that Justin wrote most of those for, um, did the artwork for them. The only ones that I had a hand in were the ones that lead directly into a new issue. Um, and that was a fun thing that we would do where we would use the uh, the comic strips is kind of the breaks in between the individual issues. And that went all the way up through issue six. Um, but we're kind of switching things around and we're just going to pump out some new books for you guys. Cause uh, uh, the kindergartens have a lot of, a lot of fanfare. There's a lot of people that are loving the kindergartens. So actually let me put the, uh, the link in the chat for that one. Okay, cool. And I'm, I'm, we're looking right now at never too late book one. Yes. So that is the immediate sequel to or, uh, The Trouble with Love. And the first issue is done. Um, that's really like all the, the extra funding that we've got for this current Kickstarter is going to the continuation of this series. Um, so we're going to you know pay it forward because uh, the production has already been done on The, on the Trouble with Love. Uh, the production on Never Too Late is already done. So we're going to keep it moving forward. We're just going to give you more. I think that's one of the things that you know most indies don't really prepare for is how to keep moving forward. Um, there's a lot of times where we want to play like the, the mainstream comic creators, but we don't know how. And this is kind of my way of playing around with that. So we'll have um, books of different sizes. Um, I'm good for for writing, you know, a four page story, eight page story. These are all 20 to 24 page stories um, per issue. So I, I play with telling story in a lot of different you know, formats, but it's so that I can get more out than not. You know, I'd rather tell you a short story than have you wait two or three years for the next story. So I got I got lost somewhere. I think I was having a conversation with myself in my own head. Uh, <laughs> it happens. It does. Uh, I understand. So. Never too late. Book one is it fits in with the one shop that's triple funded today. Yes, it comes immediately afterwards. Okay, so this... Okay, I get... Yeah, never too late is the secret. <laughs> I ran out of coffee. That's what happens. <laughs> so, so, book one. Now, is this a single issue? Or is this going to be... Is this the first issue of the next four? Yeah, that one's the first issue of, of four. So, never too late is a four-parter. Um, okay. Literally four times as big as the trouble with love. Um, and then where that ends up is one of the best cliffhangers of my career um, that goes into no win. I don't even want to give it away for what that's about um, in the setup, but one of the best cliffhangers in my career so far. So I can't wait for you guys to read that one. Harold is like as crazy of, of a great artist as Harold was with the trouble with love. He's even better now. And 
it's it shows on the page. Um, we got Juan Cho to do the colors, and Juan Cho has been kicking all kinds of butt, especially with Aftershock comics um, as of late. And uh, he did the the first issue. I'm gonna try to. I'm hoping that he's still on board for doing the rest of the series. Uh, but I know he's he's super busy now. But um, but yeah, such a great color palette. Um, really helped tell this story in a phenomenal way. And uh, yeah, Never Too Late is is a huge one. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it's super emotional. Um, again, not not a fights and tight story. It's all about the feeling. It's all about conversation and moving story forward in a very dramatic way. And uh, it's not something that you normally see superheroes uh, showcased in unless they're trying to deconstruct the whole thing. Um, the the I do a Dare to Compare series. So books that I would compare it to, Invincible, Saga, um, uh, what is that? Dyna- was it Dyna- Dynamo 5? Dino 5? Dynamic 5? No, I can't remember what that t- title is fully called. Um, I just read Day Tripper. Day Tripper is, is very similar in a lot of ways. So, like, really playing up with some really fantastic titles. Spider-Man Blue is another one. So if you like those books, by all means, check out The Trouble with Love and uh, soon to be uh, Never Too Late. We're going to follow up um, after this Kickstarter um, almost immediately, uh, we're, as soon as we get the last uh, reward out the door, we're launching Never Too Late as a uh, Kickstarter to keep the funding moving forward. Um, again, so you guys don't ever have to wait. Literally, issue two has already started in production. Um, Harold has already started drawing it. So everything is still moving forward. Um, so as you guys are waiting, we're working. Oh, awesome. I like the costume, too. Thank you, thank you. They, you know, it's really difficult to try to come up with an iconic superhero outfit after 80 years of, you know, all kinds of Superman-esque, you know, type designs. It was difficult, but mm-hmm. I, I love it, and uh, it worked really well, and Harold does a phenomenal job with it. Ooh, rewards. Yes, yes. These are, you know, a quick little smattering of, of all the things that uh, we're offering. Um, and literally, uh, digital PDFs, if you... Put down any dollars whatsoever. Um, if you check the initial update, you'll see uh, you get a free digital read of the Trouble with Love, including the the backup feature, uh, the Wonders with, of Love or Wonders with Love, and um, you get that immediately before we were even actually funded. Everyone could get it. Um, so that was one of those things where obviously we're giving up the digital rewards right away. Um, you don't even have to wait till the end of the campaign. You get that right now. Um, but we've got, you know, the newsprint edition or newsstand editions. We've got, uh, version variant covers. Uh, we've got the trade paperback. Um, I think most of, if not all of the sketch cover, um, actual sketch on editions by Mike Watson are all sold out. Um, so you can get sketch covers and, uh, you can get your favorite artist to, to, you know, kick some butt on it. We've got some custom, uh, cards that we're giving out, uh, that come along with some of your books that will give you a QR code read to some of the other Vantage in-house titles to get you, you know, excited for those, um, uh, for the higher tier ones, we got a special, uh, foil card that we've got, uh, Ren did the artwork for that one. And, uh, yeah, that one's going to be actually that one. Uh, hopefully you don't zoom in on it. That's a big spoiler for no win. Uh, for those of you that, that want to know. So if you can see what that, that foil card is, um, that's a big spoiler for what happens in No oh. Win. Okay, let's get off the cards. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And let's look. Well, you've created five Kickstarters. Yes. And, and you've backed 29. So Yes. You've- Definitely trying to show some support to you know other creators out there. 
showing some love and checking to see what everybody else was up to. Absolutely. You know, it's the best way to learn. So you have a pledge for letter reward, $10. And I got I tell this story to everybody. The best thing I saw to that $10 ple pledge without a reward mm -hmm. was when Graham Nolan put his Kickstarter up for the Chinoo. Yeah. Uh, he was able to remove where it says pledge without a reward and put in buy Graham a beer. <laughs> That's amazing. I, yeah, I tell that I tell that story to everybody, and I'm like, "Well, if they take the conventions off, I'll be glad to buy you a beer next time I see you." Man, listen, that's what I might have to go back and fix that because I uh, I got to I got to hang out with them. the The last convention that I went to was last November. Wow, that I, that I covered for Outright Geekery, and I I hung out with uh, Neil Adams, Graham Nolan, Bill McKay. Wow, Mike Grell, all the all the homies. Tom I love Man, it. Tom Mandrake, uh, Joe. Oh God, I, I, I always mispronounce his last name for some reason because it's really easy to say. Uh, <laughs> Joe, he's a he's he's an anchor for Marvel, but you know he does you know anchors are just artists, but they <laughs> of course you know. Um, I can't remember his name. I'll have to think about it. That happens. That happens. But, uh, pledge a dollar or more. Uh, trouble with print. Yeah, that's when you get the digital. So, yep. again, if you put in just a dollar, you automatically get the, the digital copy. Uh, it's actually already in the, um, the, the updates. And pledge $5 or more. The Trouble that's with Newsstand Editions. That's right. Are that, almost sold. There's only eleven left. No, 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 no. There's only there's eleven backers. There's eighty nine of those. Oh, left. oh. See, of those. I'm, I'm reading it backwards. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I go, oh, you triple fund, you triple funded in like twenty four hours. What the hell? Yeah, we we did a we did a hundred of those. Uh, there's eighty nine of them left. So oh, okay, yeah, I'm 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 reading it backwards. That's all right. That's all right. Still some I'm good like, movement though. Yeah, I'm gonna hold the coffee cup and, and hope, I, <laughs> hope I get vibes. Uh, trouble with logos, Virgin cover. Yes. So you know what's funny is like before I knew the name of it, um, a couple years ago I did uh, what what do we now call Virgin covers, where I took all the logos, all the text off, and just showed the artwork. And uh, like I started seeing them pop up uh, after that, and everybody's calling them Virgin covers. I'm like, well, then let's bring it back. We're gonna do Virgin covers, and uh, we only did 50 of those. We still have 48 of those left, so only two backers so far have nabbed the uh, Virgin covers. I'm I'm wondering if, you know, the industry calling him that was kind of like <laughs> a a dig to nerd nation. Okay, well, we, we know there's lots of virgins out there reading comic books. Here, there uh, you go, bastards. This is my cover. I love it. Uh, trouble with commissions. Yes. So that's the blank uh, sketch cover. Um, okay. You know, so there's 25 versions of those. Um, We've only sold two, so that means everything else is in all the other rewards. So that's it's kind of insane. And then trouble with graphic novels. Yes, so we've got the the trade paperback version of the Trouble with Love. It comes with uh, the script that I wrote from, uh, or that that uh, that I wrote that Harold worked from. Uh, it's got a couple of uh, extra features in there. Um, yeah, that one we've we've had thirty backers of of that one, so that's there's a huge. 20, yeah, there's only twenty left. 
Yep, only well, 20 left. Well, you know, that goes to show you right there that, you know, graphic novels are like 60% of the market. It's huge, man. When you look at the, the you know, the value versus the cost, it's hard to argue the value of a trade paperback. You, you can't argue because people like to sit down and read a complete story. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. at least a complete arc. You yep. know, so, it, I mean, I love trades. Uh, trouble with retailers. Yes. So we wanted to make sure, and this was a recommendation of Kyle Northrop, who uh, worked at a shop up in Toledo. Um, he was like, you got to do one that's strictly for retailers. And I'm like, bet. You're absolutely right. So this one's kind of a bundle. Um, you get uh, five copies total, uh, four of the new stand editions, one of the Virgin variants. And uh, it, it gives you some, some ability to make some money off of uh, this series to really kind of put it in the hands of some new readers and uh, make some money at the at the shop level. Oh yeah, and you've already had three shops jump on board, so yep, you know that's pretty awesome right there. Definitely awesome. Trouble with grades, forty five dollars. Yeah, so these are all gone. Um, oh this yeah, this was our. You know, we had a newsstand edition that's going to be signed, uh, sent out for grading for CBCS, and all five of those are already gone. Duh, they're going to get a. They're going to get a graded, a signed graded book for $45. Yeah, yeah. Which we're I, hoping the value goes way up on that one. I'm sure it will. That, <laughs> that, that right there is just smart marketing. Do what we can. We do what we can. Now, let me come back over so I can see what I'm doing here. Let me just jump up. And one of those online sales i like to do mm -hmm. which i don't i don't spend a lot i'm i'm you know i'm a i'm a dollar bin diver now because you know that's all right i'm broke uh the last slab i bought i scored a cgc yellow label sig for 35 bucks oh that's not bad that's not bad at all oh uh, look at it all-Star Squadron, signed by Ordway? Oh, my God. I love Jerry Ordway. $35. Yeah, yeah. Love and, Jerry. And I got to tell you, when I got it, I was disappointed because I could have sworn the guy said it was double signed. So I thought I was getting Roy Thomas and Jerry Ordway. And I was like, I get it. Oh, man. I still, uh, still got to chase Roy down. <laughs> I mean, worth it, though. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, my my friends got to meet him uh, the year I got out of the hospital. I was I was still uh, I went to I was I was in a coma in 2016. And, oh no! Yeah, I, I used to be up walking around and everything, and now I'm in a wheelchair. Oh um, man, I'm glad I, you're here though. That's yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, yeah. They're like you know, a bunch of doctors afterwards are like, "How you feeling? All right, why? Because." <laughs> You should we, be dead. <laughs> we, I'm we, like, oh, we, thanks. But you go there for a minute. So uh, definitely get that. But I couldn't, you know, I was I was still in like a rehab. I spent like two years afterwards in a rehab hospital. So. Wow. Wow. Well, definitely now, glad you're here. And now I'm now I'm back home. So, you know, I couldn't I couldn't walk. I didn't have a wheelchair or anything at the time. So gotcha. and, and now I get to get around. So stellar. Yeah. But that's Wow. $45 for a, for a science. Yeah. Yeah. 
those went far faster than I thought they would. Um, and it looks like I think that's the whole like breakdown for the um, the ones that are sold out. So all of our top tier items sold out really quickly. In fact, our number one top tier piece was the very first backer uh, buy in. And oh, uh, yeah, I saw that you were still live. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was huge. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I go. Man, that ain't right. You didn't wait for nobody else to even get on the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, Danny, he, 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 he was logged in and you could hear. Quick, quick. It was too funny. So you sold out of uh, the $50 or more pledge, the most epic. Yes, that's a shout out to Mike Watson, Freestyle Comics uh, creator, uh, publisher at Short Fuse Media now. And uh, he's he volunteered, uh, loving to death, to do uh, six sketch covers for me um five of them are available with that particular award setup one of them is going to get graded signed and graded and that one uh is already gone that was the the tip top reward that was the, uh, that, was the that was the top tier from some anonymous person yes yes that, was, that, was, that wasn't in your news feed this morning <laughs> uh, but the you know the others you know all gone mm -hmm. the uh the trouble with grades Three of those all gone. Mm -hmm. And there's that top tier pledge you're talking about, the Trouble oh, yeah. Great Most Epic Art. That's right. That's right. So shout out to all the collectors that jumped in there who grabbed the slab stuff. Um, that's That was tremendous. I, I appreciate that so much. Oh, yeah. That's just... Hey, let's get you back in here. Where are we going? There we are. Hey. I'm hitting the wrong button. See what see what like <laughs> a coffee does to you? I only, oh, yeah. I only got water in my coffee cup. It don't seem right. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. But uh, but yeah, dude, it's I'm I'm humbled by this. Um again, all the love to everybody that's shown some support, whether that's a share, pledge, whatever, um, talking about it, reading it. Um, and I hope that everyone that's read it puts up a review. Good, bad, I get better. So definitely let me know what you think. I, I want the, the discourse. I want the commentary. Because uh, this is a book that I've had the pleasure of being a part of a college discussion, high school discussion, like all across the board, you know, just talking about story. And that's the that's the best thing in the world. So I love to hear people's take on what The Trouble With Love um, represents to them. Well, not for nothing, uh, right, Geek reviews lots of comics every month. Yes, yes. Have at it. Take Take it apart. Like, read it, love it, hate it. Let me know. I want to know all of it. Well, I probably won't hate it. Well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. There, I don't, I don't think there's been many comic books that I've hated. That's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. You know. Maybe a couple that you just didn't love. Yeah. Oh, there's been a lot that I just didn't love. <laughs> uh, you know, but like uh, I read uh, Three Potter uh, Grit from Scout. Okay. And I really didn't like the art. Didn't like it. It. You know. It. I go. I see it, and I see the waves of the styles that right. you know. Come in and up, especially seeing like you know, oh, thank you, Christopher. Hey, um, you know, because we get we get book not from the big two because you know, 
right? You know, fifty thousand people a month. You know, <laughs> not good enough. Um, but I mean, we get every we get books from all the other publishers, from you know, Image down to Valiant. So, right. you know, I get like hundreds of books a week. Some <laughs> to, good reviews to do, man. To review. So, you know, I I do uh, I do something called the five minute review. Okay. Because, well, you know, I'm lazy. So, <laughs> so now, you know, and I was pretty good at, you know, I, I spent like a year and a half typing out all my reviews. Then I was like. Video is faster. Video stimulus, is faster. Stimulus check. Webcam and microphone. <laughs> there you go. So, so none, none of my five minute reviews are actually five minutes. Well, I mean, it's more of a suggestion. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a it's a please watch this for at least five minutes before you turn it off. Um, See how close I get to it. You know, we gotta we get I gotta get a a quick plug in for the sponsor. Then I you know I read out the credits for everybody that worked on the book. Right. Uh, try not to mangle the names too much. It's always and, difficult. You know, and try to get uh, not too spoil re review in there. Right. You know, just to give, you know, with the first issue, there's there's no way not to give some spoilers, but their first issue review, their first issue spoilers. Of course. You're not going, you're not going to, you know, read the whole book. And go, oh, oh, you're not going to believe what he does on page 20. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Although there are people that do that very poorly, but they, they totally give it away. And it's not the, it's not the same. You know, no, nothing, nothing like that, but just. Just to give you a, you know, a just a, you know, the book. And then just when you think I'm about to say something big. Right. It, and for any more, you're going to have to buy read it. And That's read right. It. That's you know, right. the, the one thing, everybody's got a pet peeve in like all these comic book groups. Right. Mine is somebody shares a stock photo of a book that came out. Mm -hmm. Whenever, whether it's like a cute, say like Hulk 181 or it's, you know, this, that or the other thing, or it's a book that just came out this week, what have you. And they'll post a stock photo. Is this any good? Should I bother reading it? <laughs> Why don't you try reading it? Find out, man. It's the best way. Oh, my God. That is the best way. That's like this girl looks really good. Should I should date? I, her? Should I should I talk to her? We'll talk to her and find out. You know, and I'm like, oh man, that's that's like my my huge pet peeve as far <laughs> as the comic book groups. Everything else, you know, there's other things that bother me, but you know, I'm a grumpy old man. What do you want? <laughs> well, I hope I get to that spot one day. One day, you, you you're on your way. There we go. There we go. Let's see three. Yeah, so about ten years. That's that's when it'll hit me. You you'll have the white facial hair like me, <laughs> no hair up top. Okay, and you'll just be like, oh, I'll be like, I've arrived, cantankerous for life. This is what that grumpy bastard told me on that podcast. <laughs> he this was right. Too. This is it. You know. That's too. Um, so once this is 
once fulfillment is done on this, mm -hmm. it goes right into the next Kickstarter. Right into the next one. We actually have um, uh, a list of, of Kickstarters that we uh, put together a whole calendar. And, um, you know, some of them are big, some of them are, are small ones. Um, but the overall thing is we're, we're producing content. So uh, the extras that, that come off of these Kickstarters will fund uh, other projects just to give people more and more and more and more because that's the whole thing for me. I want to give everybody as much content as I possibly can over the next two years because my goal is, uh, ideally speaking, to shut down Vantage In-House the shared universe stuff so that I can focus on, again, still doing projects to build readers, uh, but have this base, you know, um, library of sorts that I can introduce kids to and they can grow along with those books. So if I'm going into schools and I'm talking to elementary schools, I have a number of all ages titles that they can read. And then when they move to middle school, I've got titles for them to read. And then when they go to high school, I've got titles that they can read. So every time that they see me, they could potentially get new material um, even though it's not ongoing material. And then when they're grown, they can read your graphic novels. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost like you have a plan. Oh, but I do. I definitely do. So, you know, if I'm going to take over the world, I got to do it the right way. Oh, that would make you brain and me the dumb one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Comic book victors don't always win that way. Usually the victors in comics are bad guys. So, well, well you, 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 you never know. You're the one writing the script. That's true. That's true. So okay. I can I teeter on a Victor Sage, um, but I know there's some doom in me somewhere. There's a little doom in all of us. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. So we've got Victor's Kickstarter mm -hmm. in the chat. We've got the uh, link for the. One to Cure After School that you can read for free online. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and we've got his uh, website for the, the teaching of art in comics. Yes, yes. You create comics. It's uh, all the goodness. So please check that out. That's right. I'm going to build them up. Hook, hook your kids on comics. They'll never have money for drugs. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, especially now. <laughs> you know, $5 an issue. That's right, man. You, you better read that all the time. Yeah. You know, you know you're old when the first comic book you bought was 25 cents. Woo! Not old. You're distinguished. Distinguished, established seasoned maybe there you go well like a turkey for thanksgiving yeah yeah just don't don't get sliced don't do it you better have a big oven to put me in that's all i'm saying <laughs> so you got a, you got a lot a lot of content going on the previous content is it all available in uh trades or soon to be yes all in trade paperback uh you can visit vantageinhouse.com and i just put that in the chat um so you guys can check out, you know, the things that we've had uh, come out previously. Um, we didn't take off the Trouble with Love, although I might need to go ahead and suspend sales on that one so that way people funnel through the Kickstarter. But uh, we have everything else on there. So you can get individual issues. You can get trade paperbacks. Whatever you want, you can get. So we've got all the goodness for you. I just sent it back to you. <laughs> that happens. 
The nurse hasn't come to give me my sponge bath yet. So. <laughs> it gets you cranky. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my inside joke because I when when I first got out of the hospital, I kept landing back in the hospital with with problems, and I've been oh, yeah, I've been pretty much I've been outside of being uh, severely hydrated like about three months ago. Uh, I haven't been I haven't been in the hospital for something serious. And well, that's good to hear. Over a year, like I'm in the hospital. Why? I go, yeah. Well, you know, once you had one nurse sponge bath, you, you had them all sponge bath. You, you was like, you have. You were in the hospital for three years. Like, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's old news now. It's old it happens. So head over to uh, Vantage House. Yeah, VantageInHouse.com. Van I knew there were more letters there. <laughs> yes, VantageInHouse.com. Uh, is the place to go to see some of the best comic books in the entire universe. As I say very humbly. And then some. Yes. You, you're being humble the same way Ren tries to sing. Exactly. Exactly. Just cutting up songs. Cutting them all the way up. We'll have, we'll have to give him a hard time later. He didn't <laughs> pop, pop his two cents worth and I put it on his feed. Definitely. Definitely. His mom might have shut his internet off for tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you can edit that one later. And oh no, no 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 no! I'm gonna just tell him like <laughs> this is what was said, man. Prove it, prove it. Say it wasn't true. I want to see. It's right here. Did mom cut off your internet? That's right. We're all coming over for dinner next week, Ryan. <laughs> so check this out. Get on the book before it's gone because. Most of the tiers are gone. Like half of them are already gone. That's right. We aim to limit everything. We wanted to make everything uh, that we're sending out manageable to because we had such a tight timeline of uh, the next one popping out. So uh, jump in where you can because once they're gone, they are gone. Gone and gone. Plus, uh, even if you've got the 2012 version, you've got a, a newer cleaned up that's right. Better looking cover and an additional eight page story in the back. Yep. So you get all kinds of goodness all added in there. So definitely want to pick that up. So you got you got extra content and everything. So mm -hmm. Victor, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, hanging out and talking everything geek. My absolute pleasure. It, it's it's been a pleasure, Mr. Hollywood Reporter. I know who to come. I know to, I know how to who to come through if they uh they're like, yeah, we're gonna deny your press pass this year. Hey, so, let me let me know because I know people. That's all right. I know a guy. That's right. That's right. So we're we're gonna look forward to uh, checking this out. I'll get somebody on the uh, on the review of the book and get that up for you as well. Awesome. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Uh, awesome hanging out with you tonight. Have a great night. Thank you, Will. Appreciate okay. that. Thank you to everybody watching. We'll catch you again.